Hey again, and welcome back to Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It is your host, none other than I, Jay, a.k.a. Versace Vegeta, and I am with my dog, my brother. That man, D, how you doing, fam? Yo, what's going on, brother Jay? What's going on, people? It's your boy, D. We back at it again. Regular programming. You know what the deal is. That's right. That's right, man. How you doing? How you living, bro? I'm living pretty damn good, man. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, again, with the the reoccurring theme of the months just flying by so crazy, like I guess there it's a good thing for yeah. me because yeah. you know what I'm saying. Although the months have been treating me good, it's like again. I'm 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 about ready for winter to be over. I ain't even gonna lie, man. I feel that spring <laughs> like, just started, I, man, and it's like, okay, I need that warmth to kick in. Yeah, and you know, over here in New York, man, y'all know how it goes, man. Like even when winter is officially over, it ain't really over. It still be cold as hell, so I I, I can't do it. But I, I've been pretty good, man. I ain't even gonna lie, bro. How you been, dog? Man, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. It's been a nice little week. Uh, I spent the week off away from work and away from home. Went down to Texas for a little bit. Yes, sir. Uh, got got to spend some time down there. It was really, it, I wouldn't say it was a lot more warm than it was here because it was it's pretty cold here when I got back. It was pretty chilly and and rain even rainy like on one day while I was up there. But uh, got got to in, enjoy some. Uh, some Texas living man that you know that barbecue that water burger the Bucky's oh, man man see my boy, my boy Jay living man I'm telling you y'all it, <laughs> meanwhile uh, I'm freezing <laughs> no, 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 no. oh I'm so sorry man you know it, it was it was like uh like 60 at best down there but Damn. still compared to where it is around most of the country right now pretty warm right yeah but uh yeah man really enjoyed my my time out there you know what i'm saying uh really got to, to just recharge my batteries sir just enjoy time with, you know what i'm saying the loved ones you know yeah man friends uh such a good time man i i, I can't even I, I can't even complain, bro. Like, really, honestly, got so much to the fact that you know, when I came back to work today, bro, I, I woke up late, <laughs> man. <laughs> I was, I, I, uh, I, I went to like a meeting, uh, like maybe I woke up an hour before it, and I was like, oh shit, like, hold up, like, well, I'm supposed to already be uh, started with my day, but uh, man, I, I can't lie to you, like, it just. Even now, like getting back into the swing of things, like it, it feels good to recharge my batteries and now be ready to just tackle everything here, man. Oh yeah, that's what's needed, man. It's needed. Bro, bro, man, listen, I, I would say like it's so much to where like I did stuff I regularly don't do. Like I don't ever play Mario Kart. 
I have Mario <laughs> Kart 8. I never play it, bro. I played the fuck out of Mario Kart. Bro. Hell time, yeah, bro. man. Of course. Like, usually that's how that goes, bro. Like, when you around with, with the peeps and everything, like, you usually more prone to play some shit that you ain't even touch. Man. Not even. I don't even got to play the damn arcade version, man. I'm, t- I'm telling you, bro. Just, <laughs> yo, my man really was living, yeah, yo. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I got to a nice. Got to go to a nice little uh, bar arcade called Cider Arcade, man. And uh, like they have, they have it to where you, you know, you just pay to go. All the arcade machines are on free play. Ooh, bro, bro, it was lit little time in there, man. They had like all different types of ciders and stuff. It was, it's amazing. Really loved it. But man, aside from that, really just been digging deep into everything we've been doing in this season two of Souls Like Dubs Line, man. Because us talking about these sayings, it just keeps me grounded into something I know and love so much about, and and that is everything there is about what makes a saying a saying. Everything there is to know about their their culture, their race, that the. the the characters, man, there's just so much that we've been able to discuss. And I really have loved digging deep into these subjects. But there's one thing about the sayings that we really haven't touched upon yet. And I feel like it's the most well-known part of yep. the sayings, the most iconic part of anything a saying possibly can become. And that is the form of the super saiyan itself bro yeah for for better or worse it's probably the most important part of dragon ball now <laughs> yeah yeah at the, for the very least for the past 32 years yep. the form of the super saiyan has taken on a life of its own um something that with if you know about dragon ball it's gonna be probably one of the most hype parts about being a fan um and definitely something that just excites people in seeing the transformations themselves the the action that goes down whenever a character transforms into a super saiyan Uh, all the moments that go along with that the powers that the characters showcase all of that so because we know just how big of an impact that the Super Saiyan forms themselves have on Dragon Ball. This week, D and I, we're going to go into all of the different forms, grades, transformations, everything there is to know. (laughs) Every goddamn thing about this beautiful, stressful ass form. (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 I mean, you, you. I know we joke, but it is uh, something that does come with a lot of stress because over time, you know, the Super Saiyan form has uh, been equated to the fact that each one has a different level of power attached to it. And that means that, that there has to be a scale of power. And um, DNI, the one thing we're not a fan of <laughs> when it comes to uh, the Dragon Ball fandom is power scaling. Oh uh, my goodness, I cannot stand it. If you guys never ever got the impression that I I, I never I didn't like power scaling, you, yeah. heard, you heard it here first, man. I despise it. Not just in Dragon Ball, but just in general and in, in, in form of anime. It's just it's nasty works. 
No, you're right, Doc. Because when it comes to just everything with anime in total, power scaling is a big part of just how people consume the medium, right? Yeah, unfortunately. And while we here at Subside Jobs Live, we always want to dispel any rumors or misconceptions and things like that. Power scaling in terms of how it relates to Dragon Ball is something that is pretty concrete. While there may be a lot of different takes on how it works, if you pay close enough attention to what the manga and the anime is telling you, you can pretty easily understand it. Again, this is a manga that's made for like seven-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. It's, we're not reading the goddamn rock science over here, man. It's it's simple. <laughs> exactly. So um, with all that said, yeah, don't expect too much power scaling talk from us of course we will be defining just how much stronger each form is based on what information is available through the manga or any data books like the daizen shoes or anything like that but um we're going to talk less about this form is much stronger than those and this is why it's better <laughs> but more of just explaining you know like hey if you're new to Dragon Ball and you really just want to be able to dig into episodes like these and find out from an outside perspective what there is to know about why each character's hair gets spikier and spikier and longer or black or red or blue, then sit down and tune in with us this week because we will be diving into the legend of the Super Saiyan itself from conception all the way to how it's known now in everything you need to know along with our own takes so tune in tap in with us as we dive into the legend of the super saiyan the super saiyan supposedly existed about a thousand years ago but that was nothing more than a legend i never actually believed it to be true even so there's no way a low class like kakarot could achieve it According to legend, the last Super Saiyan could only maintain his status in the transformed state. His power was extraordinary. He had no equal in the universe, but he was too primitive to control it. His rage burned so intensely that it eventually consumed him, and in the end, he was destroyed by his own power. So, D, you know, one of the biggest things about anime is that there's always going to come to a point to where, especially within shounen battle manga, a character is going to achieve a new level of power. Yep. And that new level of power is usually visually interpreted as a transformation, like just, just really easy to explain those sorts of things. When it comes to like transformations, what do you expect out of how it's delivered with the character? Uh, usually, I'm, I'm expecting not only usually it, it. I expect. I mean, let me think along hard. That's a really good question. Uh, I'm I'm expecting a a very important scene. Like it's there's no trail. Well, not for Dragon Ball in the later in especially the later years but i'm usually expecting something drastic in the story that that required our, our character 
to have to reach this potential form or whatever you want to yeah. call it. But yeah, for the most part, you just you're expecting you're just expecting an easy way to knock down the villain. Usually, how the series, especially for Dragon and many other battle zones, yeah. Usually, a new form is just yeah. It's about that time that villain about to get put away. And that's a really easy expectation to have because in how we've been introduced to transformations just throughout all of Shonen uh, battle manga and even outside of that now, um, there's always going to be a a very cataclysmic event or possibly a life-changing moment that alters a character that pushes them beyond the brink of where they've previously been at. And now we have a visual response that we can have to say, hey, this character is now broken that limit or has yes. achieved a new level that's going to help them overcome their current obstacle and hopefully future other ones yeah. down the line. Our man Akira Toriyama, when he used to display changes of power with Goku, it was never with transformations early in Dragon Ball. Yeah, exactly. Closest thing we ever got to the, it being something like that was that he would transform into a giant ape under the full moon, but that was never for power. Yeah, it wasn't. And in, in many cases, it was just to to display a threat. <laughs> exactly. Even by the time that we're introduced to it with Vegeta transforming into a Uzaru in his battle against Goku... It still has the same basis of this is a giant, uncontrollable monster. He just scientifically breaks down for us in that moment that this is a form that gives him 10 times the amount of strength that he had previously. Yeah. Outside of that, we're only given that because this is a shonen battle manga where with Dragon Ball Z early on, power levels, numbers being associated with them, were plot points, right? We yes. needed to have something that was associated with telling us how strong a character was. And thus, Akira Toriyama would have Goku get stronger by, you know, a feat that he was able to achieve. Punched a hole through Piccolo's chest. He was able to defeat Piccolo's son at the 23rd World's Martial Arts Tournament. But at the time Dragon Ball Z rolls around, he does undergo a, a moment where he trains with the god Kaio, and he's able to learn the Kaioken. But that's not a transformation. That's a state exactly. that he's able to go into that visually shows that he's able to multiply his power. Is there a red aura that surrounds him? Yes. But again, it's to show that he's using the power that this god taught him in order to increase his strength. But as far as a transformation, there was there were no visual changes to Goku's physical form. We get to a point in Dragon Ball Z where we're hinted at the concept of what a Super Saiyan is when Nappa first mentions this, when he's just seeing Gohan's power for the first time. And he's sort of surmises maybe because this kid's a hybrid Saiyan, he could be a super Saiyan one day. Yeah. But it's just a throwaway line. Yeah, it's not to, to the to the average viewer, it ain't nothing important. 
That's exactly right. It's not meant to be anything that signifies a next level to be achieved. It's just a throwaway line. Not until the Namek saga, where when Goku arrives to face off against Raccoon, Vegeta, while he's watching along, he refers to the Super Saiyan for the first time himself, but this time as a legendary form that was achieved by a Saiyan eons ago that who knows could this at this point just be an old tale right yeah exactly just for for all we know it's a myth so but with goku's feats that we're able to see him achieve throughout the namek saga the training that goku performed while in 100 times gravity on the way to planet namek did allow him to achieve new heights in terms of his power but what would push him to the brink is when he would witness his closest friend, Krillin, be killed by Frieza after he survived the spirit bomb. This pushed Goku in a way that he had never been before, as he had never immediately, directly with his own eyes, witnessed one of his closest friends just be murdered outright by someone who he thought he had bested. Yeah. Because of that, that allows Goku's emotions to push beyond anything we've ever seen them do. And his hair stands up turning golden with his eyes changing to either a red color in the manga or a green color in the anime, which is the physical representation of him transforming into a Super Saiyan for the first time. Now, when we have this form in and of itself, right, transforming into a Super Saiyan is something that grants a 50-fold increase in power to a user, according to Daizenshu 7, um, the guidebook that was released in Japan. That makes that character a lot stronger than before. And not only that, you see an increase in speed, an increase in durability, and increase in hell, even their confidence, because for a good amount of different Saiyan characters like Trunks, Gohan, Vegeta, when we see them transform into a Super Saiyan, it, it gives them a heightened sense of confidence beyond what they had before. I think it's really great that we have this visual identifier for what makes a Super Saiyan a Super Saiyan. Because in Shonen, like we mentioned earlier, you're going to see a character achieve a new level of power. But now Kira Toriyama has basically said, hey, man, like, I'm going to have a shortcut because I'm tired of drawing black for these characters here. (laughs) Can you blame him, man? Not at all. Not at all. You got to fill in those lines every week. Exactly. So how about... We may, yeah, it is a pain in the ass. So how about we make those characters have their hair be white in the panels? And that shows that they're stronger, right? I, I can't blame them for taking that shortcut. But it, it's such a thing to where we now see, even in current manga and in anime, characters take on a, a new, more powerful form that may be lighter colored, uh, just because yeah. it's easier on the manga artists to be able to outline a character and have their power 
visually be shown by them taking on a brighter colored form as opposed to them having to fill in all the dark parts of a character's uh, art in when it comes to that black and white manga medium. Now, Super Saiyan in and of itself is a form that we do see have multiple grades before the form itself is ascended higher. Just because someone has transformed into a Super Saiyan, whether it be through them being angry or emotional or through having a high amount of S cells as Akira Toriyama introduced to us just casually in a 2018 interview. Um, a character is able to transform and in that moment, their power just becomes that 50 times increase. That is just a standard state of becoming a Super Saiyan. From there, we also learned during the Cell Saga after Vegeta and Trunks is training within the Room of Spirit and Time, there's a more powerful version known as the second grade of Super Saiyan that pushes them to limits that require just in increased training that increases their muscle mass and durability. While that level of muscle mass does slightly reduce their speed and agility, the Super Saiyan is able to become much stronger in that form as we saw Vegeta was able to take on Cell in his second state when no one had been able to take on Cell in even his first state uh, up till that point. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good feat. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, Super Vegeta was that guy whenever he first showcased that. We do see Cell become perfect due to Vegeta's increased ego after having taken on so much power as a Super Saiyan. And once Cell becomes perfect, he wipes the four with Vegeta in Super Saiyan Grade 2. In Super Saiyan Grade 3, we see Trunks go to another level of power that's much more bulkier, much stronger as well. Just a huge increase in power. But the amount of mass that they take on makes them so slow and immobile that agile opponents like Perfect Cell, or basically anybody who would have been strong <laughs> Any enough. Any damn body, yeah. <laughs> um, they just can't keep up with, and it's just not a grade of Super Saiyan that is of any real use. That shit gave us one of the funniest moments ever, and that man Cell went in the head and bulked up just like Trunks for a second. And they're like, yeah, I can, I can do that too. He's like, yeah, I can do that. In meanwhile, Goku's in the room of Spirit of Time showing, <laughs> showing Gohan like, yeah, man, uh, that shit's cool, but uh, what does it do for you? In like a real <laughs> fight. <laughs> that shit about useless as hell. Like, Dude, what is this, stopped. a bodybuilding contest? We ain't showing off muscles here. Exactly, exactly. And with that, it's just useless in battle entirely. Now, Goku and Gohan do spend 10 days after leaving from the Room of Spirit in time towards the end of the Cell Saga, uh, mastering the ability to transform into a Super Saiyan that has been known as Final Grade Super Saiyan um, in different areas of the fandom. Um, we just consider that to be the perfected version of Super Saiyan. Not really any sort of visual differences other than the fact that it is a perfected a version of that power where you're using the highest amount of strength and in, in, uh, speed increases that you possibly can have in Super Saiyan while just sustaining the form. 
not really much to say beyond that. But I do want to ask you a question, D. With Super Saiyan, and we're just talking about the first form of in and of itself, what's a moment that stands out to you that maybe defines that form for you or one that when you think back on is like, yo, like that's the one that makes that form for me? Uh, I would have to say Future Trunks debut in using the Super Saiyan form. Yeah. Because it was like, here we just had our first time seeing Super Saiyan. It took a huge dramatic moment to happen. That boy Trunks came in and just with with a blink of an eye, just went ahead and powered up, did the damn thing, and probably gave us one of the coolest scenes of DBZ history. So that that's always going to stand out for me, man. Wiping out Freeze's army is definitely an iconic scene. I can't wait to talk more about that next week. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, Future Trunks transforming into a Super Saiyan. I mean, hell, it's the only theme. It's the only time where a character transformed into a Super Saiyan and got an insert theme. So definitely one of the most iconic ones. Um, in the interest of not just saying the same one, because huh, it definitely <laughs> would be mine, too. Uh, my 1B would be when Vegeta transforms to a Super Saiyan um, against Android 19. Just that first time he shows up, he's like, yo, listen, bro, somebody got to take care of this because clearly that boy Kakarot too weak. <laughs> As a Goku stan, I did not like that. <laughs> I am going like, it may be mad salty. Salty then, salty now. I, I don't blame like you, that. man. It's like it's just as like, Toriyama could have just as easily written Goku to have taken the medicine sometime during those three years, and everything would have been copacetic. But yeah, but it ain't it ain't it ain't Goku and Z unless he's been handicapped with with some inconvenience. That's very true, actually. Uh, but be, thankfully, with Goku having been inconvenienced that way, um, we're able to see Vegeta step in. And he transforms into Super Saiyan, fighting against Android 19, makes really quick work of him, introduces the Big Bang attack for the first time. I mean, just a clean win. Yeah, that boy was styling on, on 19. <laughs> he made quick work of him. Yeah. And for that, that's definitely my favorite moment. Of the Super Saiyan form in and of itself. Beyond that, we came to have that as the standard where we know now these characters, these Saiyans, they can transform into Super Saiyans when the when the plot calls for it, right? Yeah. For them to have this other form that they can take on. Um, with Universe 6 Saiyans that were introduced to in Dragon Ball Super, we even see, you know, Kaba, he's pushed to it whenever Vegeta threatens him uh, with destroying the planet during their battle in the Universe 6 versus Universe 7 tournament. But we come to find out that it was just really Kaba um, tapping into a sense of justice and wanting to defend his planet so, so hard. Because with Universe 6 Saiyans, they had an entirely different evolutionary course in how they were able to transform that they can just sort of tap into a chakra 
channel in the back, uh, basically. <laughs> like, let's just let's call it what it is. And tingly in the back. <laughs> once oh they get that God. tingly feeling in their back, they can just transform into a Super Saiyan. It's much easier for them than with Universe 7 Saiyans. Um, but we can't even say that all Universe 7 Saiyans have to transform into Super Saiyans because of a need out of anger or frustration or or anything like that because we see that much like what we discussed earlier with enough s cells both goten and trunks were able to transform into super saiyans so it can just really call down to whenever the plot requires a saiyan to be able to access the form they will be able to do so for for what it's worth, I I did like the whole subversion of the way how Goten and Trunks transform as opposed to everyone else. Because you know it's funny. It, it, for what it's worth, they it, it, it served for good comedic relief. So I, it was. I'm not, too, I'm not too mad. I know a lot of people say that that was the beginning of the end for the transformation, but not at again, all. you know what I'm saying? It's just. It's just a it's just a fun way to, to break the mold. So And it's something where we don't need it to be this super secret, like only the first Saiyans we were ever introduced to <laughs> should get form, right? Yeah, that shit would be whack. It it, it absolutely would be. <laughs> Uh, and and I, I it would be way worse because we'd have to come up with original forms for everybody as opposed to just like, hey, we know Saiyans can go super saiyan. Now, beyond that initial form of Super Saiyan, we do have a second level of power known as Super Saiyan 2. This was introduced when Gohan was facing off against Cell. When Cell smashed Android 16's head after he basically told Gohan that he should feel fine and taking on his strength to protect others, Gohan snapped in a rage and transformed into the second form known as Super Saiyan 2. This is known to be twice as powerful as the original Super Saiyan form in Daizensu 7, which makes the Saiyan much stronger and faster. However, it comes with no drawbacks. Yeah. Like, none. Um, We don't see any sort of, like, power drain or any sort of, like, bulkiness or any sort of, like weakness to this form it's just something that's twice as strong as super saiyan and while there may not be very many visual differences between super saiyan and super saiyan 2 this is something where we see the saiyan's hair stand up even more a little bit spikier and we see silver lightning bolts streaking across their body really impressive form especially early on in dragon ball z whenever we're shown this with uh, gohan in both the Cell Saga and Movie 9, as well as whenever we're introduced to Goku and Vegeta having it in the Majin Buu Saga, it just meant that, hey, yo, shit is hitting the fan right now. Like, (laughs) Super Saiyan 2 is just such a higher level of power than the first one that back in the day, when you saw that move busted out, uh, you definitely knew it was going to be a scrap. Yeah. I'm going to ask you the same question for all these forms. So, let me know, man. When it comes to Super Saiyan 2, what's a moment that defines it for you? I know it might be easy to say Gohan, and if that is, that's fine. But what is a scene 
relative to this form that you're like, you know, like that's if folks were going to see what Super Saiyan 2 is all about, they need to watch that. I I would say for for the folks that need to, if they want to have a lasting impression of the form, obviously we have gone transforming uh, against Cell. But my personal favorite is the World Tournament arc when Gohan should have transformed Super Saiyan 2 to show Bicho. Yeah. I I really like that, man. It's kind of underrated in a sense, but I like it. And I do like the... You know, just with the back of your in my head, like, hey, Vegeta's like, hey, even though we could transform into this form, like, he's still weaker than he was when he was fighting Cell, which always blows my mind because to me, it's like, to in a sense, it it, it shows you how that even with the transformation, like, it really doesn't matter it, unless you manage to keep up that strength, keep up that training. So I, I really like that that particular moment. I agree with you, man. It's such a really impressive display. Gohan charging up his power, all those tiles just lifting off the ground, falling back into place right after he goes fully into Super Saiyan 2. Man, oh, oh gosh, you, you called my moment, man. I'm not going to lie to you. That was, it's rad, bro. It's rad, man. It, it really is. It really is. Ah, oh, gosh. In the interest of just, just having different ones here, um, I would say my 1B, once again, Goku versus Majin Vegeta. Um, oh, that's raw. That first moment where they power up into Super Saiyan 2, Goku tells him, like, yeah, I got stronger while I was over in Otherworld. And Vegeta's like, you thought you was the only one getting rough and tough out here? <laughs> just powers up. You see the lightning bolts streak across him. You see his muscles just sort of, like, enlarge right in that moment. Like, it, I know a lot of people sort of have always implied that Vegeta got stronger with Bobbity's magic to be able to take on that form, which is just not the case. It's That's very not clear. The case. That's a misconception that I really cannot stand. Exactly. Vegeta I, was... I'm not a fan of, like, I'm not really the biggest Vegeta fan, but I really don't like, like, diminishing a character like that because that would imply that Vegeta was just, just flat out just useless. <laughs> and, it, and for somebody who's had potential since he was born, you know what I'm saying? I, no. I don't know. It's nasty. Vegeta was definitely training <laughs> during those seven years. There's no way he wasn't. And it's very easy to believe that during that period of time, he did access Super Saiyan 2. As a matter of fact, not even is it easy to believe that's what happened. Yeah, bro, seven years and, and you you can't believe that he, of all people, wouldn't transform to Super Saiyan 2. Seven years, dog. Like, bro, that's really a slap in the face to Vegeta for you to believe, like, yeah, man, it, it really took this evil wizard to just potentially just control him. Like, no, that's just, no, absolutely not. It's something where, like I said, the visual differences between Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan 2 may not be the biggest and it may not be something where it's like so obvious to say like okay like no like i i can look at him and tell unless you know you're dragon ball and you're paying attention to the the silver lightning bolts but outside of that while it may not be the biggest visual difference it is a form that has always sort of showed that we have this different level of power that a super saiyan can reach and when they show it, it's go time. 
Yeah. Now, as we move along in the genealogy of the Super Saiyan forms, there is a third and more powerful form than the previous two that requires an extreme amount of energy to be sustained, and that is Super Saiyan 3. This is a form that is four times as powerful as Super Saiyan 2. So, you go 50 times stronger in Super Saiyan 1, two times stronger than that in Super Saiyan 2, and then four times stronger than that in Super Saiyan 3. Just extremely powerful. It's visualized with the Super Saiyan's hair going much longer than it ever had been before, growing down past their waist, becoming even more spiky, and the visual representation is shown even further with their eyebrows becoming just ridges on their forehead and there being no hair uh, represented where their eyebrows once were. It's meant to sort of take on that like ape-like form of a Saiyan, which is something that we see happen with another Super Saiyan form that we're going to discuss down the line. But before we get to that, Super Saiyan 3 is just so much stronger that it can drain the amount of time that you're left on Earth if you're brought back to life by by Fortune Teller Baba. It can drain the amount of time that you're in a fusion, uh, like with Goten and Trunks when they transformed into Gotenks. Just a huge drain on the body. One could say maybe the one Super Saiyan form with the biggest drawback, but there's no clear way to to say it other than this. The amount of power that a Super Saiyan gains when they have gone into three is immense. Crazy high. To a point to where they are engaging in feats that are just going to blow away anything they've done before. We saw this with Goku facing off against Majin Buu for the first time when he transformed into that form. We saw this with Gotenks versus Majin Buu as well. And in various other entries where Goku faced off against enemies like Janimba, Harutagarn, and others. While there isn't too much else to say about Super Saiyan 3, it is a form that has a lot of great moments. And I want to run this back to you, D. What was the moment that stands out the most for you when you think about Super Saiyan 3? I know a lot of people always fall back to Super Saiyan 3 the first time it's debuted. But for me, I loved when Goku went ahead and used that transformation against Kid Buu. Oh, yeah. That was pretty damn good. No drawback. Well, obviously, there was a drawback, but there was no, oh, well, my time is running out on Earth, blah, blah, blah. It was none of that. It's none of that. Oh, well, I'm not going to fight you or beat you because it's not my place to beat you. Yeah. And, like, no, it's just... Straight hands, you get to see what the forms, what it's truly about, and I, I really did love that display. Although, though it had a major drawback, which caused my opinion of the form to change, which is insane. Because at first, I really loved that form mm-hmm. when it was first. really awesome form. But then, when that when that was showcased in, in around the Kid Blue fight, I'm like, I'm gonna lie. Just analyzing for what it's worth, 
Swarm pretty useless. <laughs> unless you unless you dead. Like, unless you flat out dead with no repercussions of having to go back to another world. Like it's pretty much useless. Ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, Goku's power is completely drained after he fought Majin Buu for a while to the point where he just detransformed into his base form and had power reserve issues for the rest of the fight. Um Super Saiyan 3 for me is something that I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw it, it scared me. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, you know, D and I, you know, we're a bit older than yeah, a lot of Dragon Ball fans. Um, old farts out here. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we were around during the GeoCities era in the late 90s, man. You remember how there used to be like just different websites that would host like different information about Dragon Ball or like maybe if you're lucky, you might find like some short little like 10 second clips or whatever yes sir so growing up in the 90s my dad had something that was called web tv and basically you hooked up to this box to your tv and your phone line and um, it would let you use a web browser on your television had a little keyboard thing that you would type in go to whatever websites and I used to spend a lot of time on Dragon Ball Z websites, just looking for anything there was to find out about Dragon Ball Z when I was 10. This is 1998. And I went to a a website that had just mentions of these other Super Saiyan forms. And I was just like, what? What are they talking about? Like, I (laughs) mind you, I had I only was kind of slightly privy to privy to what a Super Saiyan was because of the opening of rock the dragon where goku transforms at the end and even then i just was like i know what that looks like but i don't know what that means yeah it's, it's foreign language yeah so it had this clip of goku transforming as a super saiyan 3 during dragon ball z movie 12 um where during dragon ball z movie 12 fusion reborn goku is facing off against janimba and the clip i saw mind you this is 1998 so it's very compressed like Maybe 320 kilobytes per second, like type clip. <laughs> some some Where, ass, quality, some ass juice, man. And it, it's on a full, like 20 something inch TV screen of like no context. Janimba's <laughs> like screaming, and you see him like on the screen and like, like sort of pans out. And then Goku's face with like, you know how it's changing colors uh, on the screen. And like, they have this like sort of guttural, like, voice modifier filter on Masaka Nozawa's voice. It's just her yelling and Goku's hair getting longer and longer and it's playing the little (laughs) I'll never forget. It scared the fuck out of me (laughs) because Goku's sitting there and he's transforming his hair getting longer and I don't know why this is happening. I don't know what is going on. And then you just hear this like you just hear the voice of like Goku just saying like, yeah, this is Super Saiyan 3 in Japanese. But mind you, I didn't by that point in my life, I had not really been introduced to like Dragon Ball Z content in Japanese. So I felt like I had stumbled across something I wasn't supposed to see. Like it looked like pixelated, like like Channel 99 in 1998. If you know, you know, right? Like yeah. it, it, it looked like it just looked like wrong. Like I was just like, what is going on? I don't know what I'm seeing. I don't know why I'm seeing this. It creeps me out. It's freaky. Mm-hmm. But whenever I think about Super Saiyan 3, I think about the first time I ever saw it. And that was the first time I ever saw Super Saiyan 3 was seeing that what I would then, a couple of years later, find out to be was a scene from the Dragon Ball Z movie 12. 
What a, what what a, a movie. Be, what a movie and what a way to be introduced to that form, man. I ain't going to lie. I'd probably be shook, too, if I saw it the way how you saw it. <laughs> Bro, and it's like, I don't even see him, the fight afterwards. I, it's just literally like Goku's <laughs> saying, like, I transformed into a Super Saiyan earlier. Or whatever he says in, in, in Japanese right after that. And then the clip ends. And it just replayed. And I was just like, I remember sitting in front of the TV for like five minutes watching that clip. I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? I think this is Dragon Ball Z, but I don't. Huh? <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. But whenever I think about Super Saiyan 3, like I said, that's that's what comes to my mind. Uh, it's, it's an amazing form. I really love all the, even for all the moments that we do have, because there's not that many, but exactly. Uh, very impressive form in the Dragon Ball franchise. As we do move on, there's a few left here. A couple of years later, after Dragon Ball Z had finished, there was a form that was introduced to us in Dragon Ball Z's follow-up, Dragon Ball GT, where Goku had been turned into a child, but the amount of power that he was able to access, even as a Super Saiyan 3, just wasn't enough for him to be able to take on the villain baby during that series so eventually it comes to a point where goku winds up transformed into a great ape but this time golden and he's just lost control of his body and mind completely it's not until his granddaughter pan is able to get him to calm down and get back to normal that once he looks at the earth uh, as they're on this uh, new planet Tuffle, he's able to transform into a form only known as Super Saiyan form. Instead of it being something that has to deal with a Saiyan's emotions or training or anything like that, they just have to be a super powerful Saiyan that can go <laughs> Super Saiyan and be a Super Saiyan great ape. And once <laughs> they've calmed down for being that, they transform into a form that's humanoid with red fur, a tail, and a really rocking fucking mullet, yeah. <laughs> only known as Super Saiyan 4. Uh, it's way stronger than all previous three forms. We've never really been given like a direct calculation of how much stronger this form is. Um, but we do see the fact that a Saiyan gets much stronger, much quicker, a lot more durable. They're able to fire energy attacks with ease. Uh, with seemingly no sort of limit to their power, only to when Goku gets pushed to have to use the original take of the uh, Super Saiyan God ritual, where he takes on the power of other Saiyans and becomes a full power Super Saiyan 4. But even that is just him using the fullest amount of power of that form. It's not a different version of it. While in our official medium, we've only been able to see Goku and Vegeta, as well as their fusion Gogeta take on this form, we have been introduced to Dragon Ball meet, uh, content that shows us Super Saiyan 4 for decades at this point through Dragon Ball Heroes, with us having characters like Gohan, Bardock, Broly, Vegito, and others all transform into Super Saiyan 4. And it's because it is such a cool form that it does seem to have a repeat of prevalence in Dragon Ball's history and lexicon. Uh, because while Dragon Ball GT may be a blemish on the franchise <laughs> for those of us who are old enough to have lived with it, 
there is no argument that Japan sees this as a great marketing tool and one that they will keep uh, introducing to more and more fans as Dragon Ball continues to exist. I mean, I've got all of the Super Saiyan 4 cards in Dokkan. Um, <laughs> I've got all the Super Saiyan 4 cards in Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission on the Switch. So even for someone like me who lived through Dragon Ball GT and knows that, you know, maybe it wasn't the greatest iteration of Dragon Ball, it did bring us one of the coolest looking fucking forms in all the Dragon Ball yeah, yeah. ever made, like, man. One of the coolest, without a doubt. Anybody, like, I'm sorry for all the people that, well, GT is a big catastrophe. It's the biggest sin in the world. Uh-uh. Gave us the coolest form ever. <laughs> ever. Ever, dude. Like, come on, man. Like, some, some metalhead monkey dudes. <laughs> uh that are are fighting that now like their their transformation is given like one of them leather pants like bro come on <laughs> like you have to remember it was the mid 90s okay if you were not there super saiyan 4 makes no sense to you yeah you're just looking at it like huh <laughs> but it's raw it's, it's the rawest raw. shit ever okay Okay, uh, uh, Uzaru man form. Yeah, exactly. Sign me the fuck up, bro. That's uh, that's honestly that's what I thought Super Saiyan three would have been with the way you know like how they introduced an anime like how uh, like how he like does the ape and then he does the yes. baby shit like that's what I honestly if you if you really want to be like like looking back at I like hindsight like I thought this would be. Something close to like, I thought that would be Super Saiyan 3. Like, the way they introduced Super Saiyan 3 is so much like what the concept for Super Saiyan 4 is that it almost seems like it's, you know, the natural evolution of it in terms of what the animators were thinking of next. But if they had skipped that step and just went straight to that for 3, I wouldn't have been mad. I wouldn't have been mad. I ain't even gonna lie. Personally, Super Saiyan 4 is a form that, you know, I'm really glad that they do keep introducing new generations of Dragon Ball fans to because it encapsulates just what makes Super Saiyan something different from everything else in Dragon Ball and for them to come to what at that point would be the end point of what a Super Saiyan is. Uh, it only makes sense that they would have more of a bestial form uh, in that ultimate transformation. Yeah. I got to ask you again, man. And I, w- I want to take it even, you know, if you got something that's beyond the official content, what's a Super Saiyan 4 moment, scene, uh, anything like that that stood out to you that's like, yo, no, nah, like that was, that's Super Saiyan 4 right there, Doc. Uh, it would have to be, and people, it's funny, but... Vegeta turned his Super Saiyan for the way okay. I that to me I don't like something about just using like the the wave generator. Yes. I, it was it was raw as hell to me, man. It was for for obvious reasons. It was very innovative. And it, boy, he ain't had no tail. So shit, you gotta use desperate measures. And this is like, hey, I'm watching Goku have it to struggle and whatnot. And here, Vegeta. For the first time, like he looks like this is he did something with ease. Like, yeah, it took him a machine to use it, but 
for the most part, it wasn't that much of a struggle. Um, when he turned ape, he didn't lose control yeah. of himself. Like it was really just him just trying to fool Shenron, Omega Shenron. So, so it's really to me, it stands out the most. My man caught up. He skipped Super Saiyan 3. He said, look, I don't even need to go the same route as Kakarot. I'm just going to go straight to this power. Fuck with you, boy. I'm going to fight right alongside you because clearly you can't get this done on your own. Exactly. What was he going to do? Like, what was going like, literally, if, what was he going to do? If, if he didn't get that machine, like, what was... Shit, GT would have been different. Way it would have been a wash. <laughs> Yeah, because it was meant to me. I ain't gonna lie. It was looking really looking really slow for that for the earth. My favorite moment of Super Saiyan 4 has to be Goku and Vegeta teamed up as they are about to face off against Omega Shinron. That mm. first time where they're just powered up right next to each other and they're just like you know, like yelling and like the, the screen sort of verberates and it sort of like shakes and it, it shows like the echoes of their power out. Uh and they sort of like team up against Omega Shinron for that first time that to me is like yeah no like that that is what makes it such a definitively powerful form um Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta was really really powerful too uh and I, I thought that you know outside of him just playing around uh it was really really cool to see him uh in that sort of form take on uh Omega Shinron but the one moment for me that stands out the most is without a doubt uh, Vegeta and Goku powering up right next to each other uh, about to take on Omega Shinron. That shit is raw as hell, man. Super Saiyan 3 would be the last Super Saiyan form that we'd be introduced to in Dragon Ball Z up until about 17 years later where we would be shown a new story, a new film with Goku and his friends' adventures called Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. This would feature a... God of destruction by the name of Beerus uh, that was looking for what was known as the Super Saiyan God, a form that was introduced to him in a vision um, from the Oracle Fish. Now, he goes to our heroes asking them, do y'all know what the Super Saiyan God is? Because I was told that's going to be my greatest rival. And they have no fucking clue. Just looking at him like, is this guy on drugs? <laughs> yeah. If, if it wasn't for the fact that Vegeta already knew who Beerus was, they would have been like left in the cold. They would have been the planet would have gotten destroyed because he would have gotten pissed off because they don't know about it, and he just would have destroyed the planet after he just wiped out all the Saiyans real quick in a show of uh, strength. But thankfully, my man Vegeta knew who Beerus was and was like, yo, yo, we gotta kind of take this guy serious. Uh, if he needs to know what a Super Saiyan God is, we need to come up with the definition and fast. Yeah. Um, it does get to a point where Goku and his friends make a wish to Shinron, and they discover that with the power of six powerful Saiyans, they can compound their power into one Saiyan of pure heart and turn him into a Super Saiyan God, which they do with Goku as he faces off against Beerus at the end and climax of Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. Yes. As far as what Super Saiyan God is, this is a form that's much more powerful than any 
previous form that we've ever been introduced to in the Dragon Ball manga or anime. It allows them to tap into a godly level of power um, that makes them way more powerful, faster, durable, all of that than they ever had been before. Super Saiyan God is something that gives the user a red tint of hair, but it doesn't change the appearance of their hair. So like with Goku, his hair stays in the regular sort of flipped version that it stays on on his head at all times. It just changes it to a red color. However, their muscular mass does become slightly decreased. It sort of slims the fighter out to be uh, much faster. And it gives them just such a huge increase of power that Goku himself was able to go toe-to-toe with the god of destruction, Beerus. We see Goku and Vegeta both use this form throughout Dragon Ball Super. We've also been introduced to characters like Future Trunks being able to access it in Super Dragon Ball Heroes. And you can even take on Super Saiyan God yourself if you create a character within Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. One of the coolest looking forms in all of New Dragon Ball and one that honestly... You know, at first glance, a lot of people were like, yo, what's the difference between that and just Kaioken? But when you see the feats that characters have been able to take on, such as, you know, Goku teaming up with Hit in the Tournament of Power uh, to face off against uh, Dispo and eventually also Jiren, as well as Goku and Vegeta taking this these form on to face off against Broly in Dragon Ball Super Broly, we've shown we've been shown that this form does have a place of its own that isn't just something that makes it like some basic little power up and that's it that all said man in the past 10 years now that we've had super saiyan god it's crazy to think about when you say it like that um what's been a moment that stood out the most to you uh i really like for the for the most part, the the Goku and Hit scene, I really I really enjoyed. I ain't gonna lie, man. It's just a measure of just trying to gauge Jaren's strength, and that, like the teamwork is like for the most part raw as hell. Yeah, so, uh, that that one's that does it for me, man. Same here. I love the distinction that that scene made of the fact that you know, like if you're trying to rely on speed, you should use Super Saiyan God. Because it's just going to give you that much more of a power up in that area. There's no sort of stamina, durability issues, nothing like that. Um, Really, really impressive form in how they used it there. I love the way that Goku's been able to use it in the manga as well. And how he sort of like switches uh, between the forms and whatnot. Because we're, we're just given more detail on how that form can be utilized. But for me... The one form that stands out the most is Vegeta versus Broly. Yeah, that um, scene is raw, man. I ain't gonna lie. That scene is really raw. <laughs> Broly arrives to Earth with his father, Paragus, as well as uh, Frieza's forces, and they challenge Vegeta and Goku. Vegeta is able to take on Broly first. He goes into Super Saiyan. Broly's able to keep up with him um, in just his own base level of power, but in order to turn up the battle a notch, Vegeta does wind up going into Super Saiyan God and just outclasses Broly in every single way in the very early parts of it. Um, it's also the first time you ever see my man Vegeta get a very decisive dub <laughs> in a movie. 
So yes, Vegeta, Super Saiyan God versus Broly, my favorite Super Saiyan God moment of all time. Lastly, when it comes to the forms of Super Saiyan that we can showcase here, we do also have Super Saiyan Blue, also known as Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. This form is a combination between Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan God, which obviously is much more powerful than Super Saiyan God alone. But basically, imagine if someone was a Super Saiyan God and they decided what would happen if I went Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Blue is what you would get. It's first achieved whenever Goku and Vegeta are training um, with Whis uh, back on Beerus's planet. We never get to see exactly at what point that they achieve these forms because by the time we first see them use them, they're facing off against Frieza during Resurrection F. But the forms have been greatly utilized um, as Super Saiyan Blue is not something that just by itself you can say like, okay, you've got Super Saiyan Blue and that's all there is to it. There's various iterations of the form. Um, we're introduced to a version of Goku that was uh, taken over by a god of destruction by the name of Zamasu in Dragon Ball Super, who uses Super Saiyan Rose, an iteration where basically a deity who is taking the form of a Saiyan transforms into Super Saiyan Blue, and their power is just visualized with a different color. We also see Vegeta master the form within the manga, where he's able to use a version called Perfected Super Saiyan Blue, where basically their key isn't overflowing. Because when we're first introduced to Super Saiyan Blue, we're shown that it does have a huge taxation on the user's body in the amount of key that it uses and the fact that they can't just keep it fully seeped in and controlled. We also see it utilized in a way where Goku uses Kaioken on top of Super Saiyan Blue during Dragon Ball Super. He first uses it up to 10 times against Hit and later up to 20 times during his battle with Jiren during the Tournament of Power. So Super Saiyan Blue is something where we've just seen utilized in a whole lot of different ways. Vegeta even gets his own version of Super Saiyan Blue called Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Evolved, um, where fans may remember this in Dragon Ball Super where he turned sparkly blue instead of just regular blue and got the Super Vegeta muscly armed uh, sort of buff. But uh, with all of that in mind, with all the different ways that Super Saiyan Blue has been used, it has been shown as the most powerful version of Super Saiyan to date thus far. Goku and Vegeta have done really amazing feats with this form, um, just in transforming into Vegito and when they fuse to face off against Merge Zamasu, as well as the feats that they had in the Tournament of Power. What are some of the coolest moments that you got to see just to end this up, D, with Super Saiyan Blue? And we can even count, again, outside content, such as Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Dragon Ball Heroes, stuff like that. When you think about Super Saiyan Blue, what's like, yo, <laughs> this was the one that I really thought showed that this is that much more powerful of a form than Super Saiyan God and one that should stand alone on its own. Uh, it has. It definitely has to be when Goku used the uh, Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken for the first time. That shit was so raw to me. <laughs> I didn't go a lot. It, it just everything was just perfect. I just loved everything. I liked. The, I loved Vegeta's little comments about like, oh, <laughs> just just being like, oh well, 
Yeah, I'm familiar with that form. I'm familiar with that state. Like, it, for the most part, it just it just really stands out to me. Yeah. Whenever Goku used Super Saiyan Blue that first time, I was like, "Wow! Like, this is a huge increase of power." But then I never would have believed that he'd be able to use something like Kaioken on top of it, yeah. right? Because holy fuck, like. We hadn't seen Goku use Kaioken since Namek. Man, that was like it just it, legitimately it put a smile on my face with a with a with a tear of joy in my because I'm like, yo, we really getting back to the to the old roots. Like I have not, we have not seen that form in a long ass time. So for the most part, like yeah, we here. That was a big moment for me. Big moment. It was really cool seeing Goku be able to use something that he just hadn't relied on in so long to give him that power boost. And it was like, once he used it, it made perfect sense. It was like, oh, okay, all right, no, no, no. I, mean, I get that. I get that. Yeah, okay. That's believable for me. For me, the coolest moment of Super Saiyan Blue is a moment that hasn't been animated yet. Mm-hmm. And it's when Vegeta uses Super Saiyan Blue to face off against Moro. Now, <laughs> While he does use it with his force spirit fission technique that he learned on Yardrat, Vegeta was able to just show up in a moment that Goku, you know, basically had not been able to best Moro in Ultra Instinct, a form that is a completely different technique outside of Super Saiyan forms that just has an crazy amount of power. And Vegeta just shows up in this form, uh, goes even to that evolved state and just starts putting the works on Moro, taking all the power out of him that he'd stolen from the planet uh, and even the other fighters. Seeing that, when it finally does become animated, Toei, please, please, (laughs) I hope y'all are working on this right now because we need that. We need it. (laughs) It was such a really dope showcase of the fact that, you know, Vegeta, while he hadn't reached his own equivalent of Ultra Instinct, like he would later uh, use with Ultra Ego during the Granola arc, he was like, nah, man, like this level that I have, this ain't something that's just like a lesser level of power just because Kakarot has his Ultra Instinct now. Let me show you what all you can do with this if you know the right ways to use your power. And was just, like I said, putting the works tomorrow for a little bit. Of course, Vegeta wouldn't wind up being the one to get the dub in that arc, but it stands out to me as really the coolest moment. If you do have access to be able to read the Dragon Ball Super manga through Shonen Jump or Viz, definitely take a look into those chapters uh, during the Moro arc because my man Vegeta shows up and shows out in Super Saiyan Blue. Without a doubt. D, those are all of the Super Saiyan forms. I have one last question for you before we wrap everything up in going over this great legend. If you had to choose one Super Saiyan form, you can't go all of them. You can only just transform into one. Which one's the one you're going to use? I'm most definitely picking the full power Super Saiyan. The third the uh, the perfected Super Saiyan, the first, very first Super Saiyan. Um, okay, man, it's just something, just something stands out to me, man. It's it's nostalgic as hell for the most part. 
and it's given us some of the best moments, especially in the Cell Saga. So, I for the most part, I I really that's that's my go to form. And it's really cool because, as we saw with Goku and Gohan, they were able to just remain in that form in just their regular everyday life. Uh, yeah, they man. did have to get used to the power, but. Uh, the fact that it, you know it had no drain on them and really just only gave them benefits from being able to tap into it at a moment's notice really, really is dope. Uh, I, I I can't hold you on that one. That's it's really cool. Me personally, Super Saiyan God. I, I want to be able to zip, 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 zip around <laughs> niggas and just hit them with the me, 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 yeah. me, me, me. Yeah, I, I I get it. And I for the, for the most part, I really love that the appearance of the Super Saiyan God, like the slim, yeah. sleek one. Because at first, like you're expecting, you you really expecting some big buff, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a Super Saiyan God. I'm, I'm exactly. Thinking, so wait, 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 wait to go and subvert our expectations with that one. Because yeah. I know a lot of people were like, why does this dude look like he, he ain't have a meal in, in ages? That's what I'm saying, because, you know, all of the Super Saiyan forms we've seen, like either there was some sort of great significant power boost that we could visually see or, you know, maybe they got a little bit bigger. Maybe they looked stronger. Super Saiyan God, my man, Goku looks like, bro, when's the last time you ate? I know eating's a big thing for you. Exactly. And meanwhile, he's out there just battling. <laughs> so... Yeah, man. Not Super Saiyan God, probably my my favorite form, the V one that if I had to to use it, it would be mine. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you. So D, it's been really great going into just a breakdown of all of the forms that Dragon Ball showcases for all the Super Saiyan forms. Of course, you know if you're listening to this in early 2023, <laughs> um, that is the current list of forms. Uh, however, if you're listening to this in the future and there are other forms, I would not be surprised. Um, we've seen in the manga that Goku can even use Ultra Instinct as a Super Saiyan. So there's no telling what they'll have out for us within the next few years time. I, I would not be surprised if this 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 list of forms changes in with the, at least five, six months. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, by yeah, before the end of this year would not surprise me at all. But for all the ones that we have, we've been really glad to be able to break these down for us. As a matter of fact, um, you know, now that you've listened in, it, for those of us who were able to stick around, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter uh, yes. at D We Trust and at Versace Vegeta underscore, and let us know what your favorite Super Saiyan forms are as well. What your favorite moments of those forms are, all those things like that, because. Like we said, it's the most iconic transformation in all of Shonen Battle Manga. Likely top three transformation in all of manga and anime in general. Yep. Um, and we know that it's something that resonates with a lot of people. So we want to know what y'all's thoughts are too. But until then, be sure to tune in next week as we will be joined with none other than our great founder here, at the lookout coming right off the fifth year anniversary of the lookout anime networks entire existence our dog meals will be joining us next week as we discuss future trunks hey boy 
all of his histories, histories, because y'all know there's more than one. And if y'all didn't know, you will next week. For sure. But we will be covering the histories of Future Chunks with our dog, Meals. Be sure to listen to The Lookout as well. It drops every Tuesday, the day before ours. So if you're tapped in with Subslide, Dubslide, you're already tapped in with The Lookout Network as it is. So be sure to give The Lookout a listen as well as they are currently in their spring season. Yes. But until next time, Subslide, Dubslide. Your boys D and J, we don't. We never did, man. And we never will. We out you. Peace. I like the boys.